0: we <laughs> It's the Adam Ritz Show, a social awareness talk show touching on fellowship, leadership, philanthropy, and more. Adam hosts the show on location from coast to coast, interviewing college students, student-athletes, campus administrators, professional athletes, and social experts about social issues ranging from bullying to Twitter and everything in between. And now, it's your social awareness radio host, Adam Ritz.
1: I'm Adam Ritz, and we are broadcasting live at the University of Washington in Seattle in front of a live studio audience, huh? Not a bad crowd, huh? All right, we have our first special guest with us. What is your name? Bradley McIntosh. Bradley McIntosh. And what is your, uh, what's your deal on this campus? What do you do? Men's soccer. Soccer player. Fantastic. The men's soccer team. Give them a shout out. Any, uh, where, where's your peeps besides the soccer team? you friends with anybody on this side of the room?
2: Right up there, sure. Here we go. Sure. Okay.
1: Everyone, they're all my friends. <laughs> okay, well Brad, you're gonna broadcast live with me and help me read the news. Uh, it, what is your major here? Communications. Communications, and so, do you wanna, you wanna be on the radio someday or TV or? Uh, no. <laughs> you're, you're smart. <laughs> that uh, industry is really getting small. What do you wanna do with your life? Uh, I wanna try and play professional soccer if I can professional soccer here in the States or uh, anywhere, really?
2: Anywhere, yeah. Whatever works out.
1: Okay, here's your uh, story. And uh, we go now live to the news desk with Bradley with the news. Just read it. Yeah. The University of Rhode Island freshman basketball player Jonathan Holton arrested for felony video voyeurism after posting videos of sexual encounters on his Facebook page. Have you ever done that? I have not, no. Is that a good idea? No, it is not. Can you imagine the thought process of videotaping a sexual encounter and then <laughs> posting it on your Facebook page? <laughs> I cannot. No. Nah. I, I, this happened. This is a real news story. This basketball player at the University of Rhode Island taped without knowledge of his partner, videotaped it, and put it on his Facebook page. Without knowledge? Wow, well, that's not good. Mm-mm. So, for, for, That is not good. You're right, Bradley. That communications major is really coming through for you. <laughs> Thank you. Here's what jumps out. Okay, it's a felony to uh, videotape and put, uh, any sort of a- sexual activity and, and put it anywhere, show it to anybody. Um, okay, let's just say that it was consensual. Let's just imagine that everybody was in on it and everybody agreed. Yeah, let's videotape this. You, what pro- thought process could go through this young man's mind to think it's okay to put it on his Facebook page? We live in a world where. If you put a picture of yourself beer bonging on your Facebook, that could hold you back from getting the job or the career you want in the future. What about a video of you having sex? Uh, I've no idea. Definitely nothing good was going through his mind. I don't don't know what he was thinking. In 10 years, you're the manager at a major corporation. His resume comes across your desk. Are you gonna hire him? Absolutely not. No, sir. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's Bradley. Let's give him a round of applause. (laughs) Thanks. awesome.
0: The Adam Ritz Show, a reality show for your radio.
1: Thanks again to the student-athletes at the University of Washington in Seattle, Washington. I'm Adam Ritz, and we want to keep it on the uh, the West Coast, the Northwest uh, Territory. In Seattle, Washington, just north of Seattle, is Bellingham, Washington. And we want to welcome our newest affiliate in Bellingham, Washington. It's KAFE. Today's Soft Rock 104.1 FM KAFE The Cafe in Bellingham, Washington. Thank you so much for joining our family and playing the Adam Ritz Show uh, on your weekends to help promote social awareness, fellowship, leadership, and philanthropy. If you uh, want to check us out on Twitter, we highly encourage you to join the fun. We are at Adam Ritz just like Ritz Crackers, at Adam Ritz. It's the Adam Ritz Show. We thank you for joining us, K-A-F-E, in Bellingham, Washington.
0: Fellowship, leadership, and philanthropy. Conversations and interviews from all over America. It's the Adam Ritz Show. And we thank you for hanging out with the Adam Ritz Show.
1: And our next guest is Brandon McManus. Hi, Brandon. How are you? Good, Adam. Thank you for having me on the show today. I'm so glad you're here. Uh, We love highlighting community service, and we hear that you um, were part of some sort of national recognition for your community service when you were a football player at Temple. Now, I guess we should also introduce you as a current Indianapolis Colts rookie uh, on the Indianapolis NFL Colts team, so congratulations for that.
2: Thank you very much. Yeah, I um, was... Blessed enough to uh, recognize uh, the Allstate AFCA Good Works Team uh, members, eleven uh, football players from across the nation, from Division One all the way down to Division Three, um, for their uh, giving back to the community as well as their uh, excellence on the field and, and in the classroom.
1: Okay, so you're honored. Um, it's the AFC, like right. like the American uh, uh, Football Football. The co- oh, the Football Coaches, coaches Association, the AFCA. Yeah, AFCA. Yeah, they're, and they're are they headquartered in New Orleans or this was during a a bowl gamers? Uh, I was during the Sugar Bowl. They uh,
2: recognized uh, the other players on the field. Um, you know, we got a reward. I uh, got to check out the city of New Orleans and, you know, experience a great game. And uh, we were able to do a, a kids' camp down there, a football camp to uh, help the unfortunate uh, in New Orleans. And, uh, you know, it was a great experience for me uh, to get back to a different community other than uh, we're in Philadelphia at Temple.
1: Okay, so uh, twofold here. I want to talk about what you did to be honored for this recognition when you were at Temple in philadelphia but uh, first let's start with new orleans while you were being recognized you said you worked at a kids camp tell us about that Um it was great you know they definitely brought
2: in a lot of kids from the boys and girls club all over new orleans um, all different uh, type of kids, age groups, and we're able to teach these kids, you know, the fundamentals of football as well as life skills, you know, uh, that we've gone through at uh, college. Uh, you know, it definitely shows, you know, how fortunate that you are and, um, you know, that not every kid has the uh, ability and the capability of what we're doing here. And uh, you never know, really, uh, you know, definitely touches your heart, you know, and you're able here to help your kid, uh these kids out here, and, uh, you know, definitely a moving moment.
1: Were the other uh, honorees uh, college football players as well, or were they other student-athletes from other sports? Uh, They were all
2: college football athletes. Um, I I think they focused more on that just for this award. Uh, I'm sure there's other recognitions okay. out there, but uh down in New Orleans it's just football players.
1: And I hate to put you on the spot, but who were some of the other guys? Did you have you kept in touch with them? Uh were there any notable names from college football there?
2: Uh yeah. Uh Aaron Murray, the quarterback from University of Georgia, uh Mike Gullick's son, uh was one. Uh, Notre Dame. Yeah. Notre Dame, correct. And uh you know, I met a couple of them, and you know, some of them are still in school. It's not just a, a senior award; you're able to uh, receive it multiple years if you know if you're able to do that. And uh, you know, fortunate I was enough to win it my senior year, and that was the third consecutive year that someone from Temple has uh, won it. So it was a great honor for myself and as well as uh, the the university.
1: Brandon McManus from Temple, current Indianapolis Colt, our guest. And uh, so your community service work at Temple to be honored as a, as a community service hero uh, in New Orleans. What was that work in Temple? Uh, you know, definitely,
2: you know, Philadelphia is definitely, where Temple is, is definitely a hard community. It's very, uh, rough there, and it's, Temple's trying to bring it back. And, uh, you know, Temple football really, um, gets out in the community and tries to, uh, not only impress the community, and try to impress, um, people around That Temple footballs up and coming. So, fortunate enough, I was able to work for the Ronald McDonald House. I did a lot of hospital visits and bringing beds, hospital beds. Uh, for the Bethesda project, I delivered a lot of food for Thanksgiving drives, and uh, you know I was fortunate enough to run my own drives for them. And uh, the one uh, c- group that I was uh, most fortunate enough to work with was the Susan G. Komen uh, Race for the Cure. Uh, definitely was one of my favorite events, and you know I still t- stay in touch with them anytime I can help them. Um, you know, unfortunately I wasn't able to go this year because uh, you know, I was here for rookie mini camp, so um, you know that was, was hard. hard a tough help for me, but uh, you know I'm excited for you know the community service that I'll be able to do here in Indianapolis.
1: And you're the kicker, yes. Um, and I gotta mention what a great opportunity, uh, at least in my small athletic brain, it is to be able to come in behind uh, Adam Vinatieri, um as a kicker. With I, is he about 70 or 80 years old now? No, I don't know. <laughs> sorry, Adam, I had uh, to say, say that, that. But him, yeah. but um, you know to to have a guy like that, to, I guess be a mentor if you will in this league that's pretty awesome uh absolutely i think he uh definitely deserve a spot
2: in the Hall of Fame. If not, he's the first ballot guy. How clutch he's been, you know, how he's been a testament to the teams in uh, New England and here in Indianapolis. But, uh, you know, it's definitely been a great honor for me to come in and work behind him. He's showed me the ropes here for the uh, first couple of weeks I've been here. And, you know, I'm excited to learn uh, as much as I can from him. I'm I'm acting like a sponge here and trying to soak up as much as I can. So, uh, you know, I'm excited for this opportunity that I have, uh, you know, to be here with Adam and uh, compete with him.
1: Well, we're glad to have you uh, in the NFL. It's Brandon McManus uh, from Temple University, honored for his community service, current kicker in the NFL. And i got to bring this up. We've done a lot of work with kickers that have foundations that are somehow connected to the cliche or the title of the slogan, Just Kicking It, you know, (laughs) the Just Kicking It charity or the Just Kicking It foundation. So have you thought about the Brandon McManus Just Kicking It? Um, event or dinner or dance to raise money for <laughs> Charity X. Have you thought about naming it? Um, I have because uh, uh,
2: fortunately I have a uh, children's leukemia company in New Jersey reached out to me uh, just outside of where I'm from um, to do a kicking clinic and a camp for uh, uh, unfortunate kids. So, I mean, I don't know what I'll call it, if it's the Rand that's kicking it party or something, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to any opportunity I can do to uh, help the less fortunate. Give leukemia the boot. You can do that. I like that. I like that. You know, we'll get
1: together and we'll brainstorm and come exactly. up with seven
2: or eight. And we'll buy the
1: dot-coms to it and go from there. Exactly. <laughs> you know, uh, the more we put our heads together, the better names we can come up with. So let's talk uh, sports and uh, football. Tell me about a, a game-winning kick you had. Um, what was the team you were playing? What was the scenario? Was it cold? Was it windy? Uh, really walk us through and paint the picture for this game-winning field goal at Temple. Uh, my sophomore year, we were playing Villanova,
2: uh, it's called the Mayor's Cup, it's, so it's a battle of Philadelphia, you know, cross town rivals, you know, yeah. not only in, uh, basketball and football, so my freshman year, um, they actually hit the game-winning field goal against us to win the first-ever Mayor's Cup, so my sophomore year, it was coming down to the same, uh, same thing, so I had, um, probably my best college game of my my four years at Temple. I had four field goals. Um all of them were over forty yards and one was from my uh longest of my college uh career was uh fifty four yards. So the game winner is coming down. We're down uh I think the game's tied. The game's tied and uh we're going in driving and I kick a game winning uh forty two yarder. Um so it's the first game of the season so, you know it's nice weather, you know still even in Philadelphia. But yeah. <laughs> um you know definitely for uh Temple to come back and beat Villanova. Um to win our first Mayor's Cup after what they did the year before was definitely you know, a bittersweet uh, moment for me and my young uh, college career.
1: Was that a, as time ran out on the clock, classic scenario? Uh, yeah, I made it. and There's still one second left, so I had to still
2: kick off. <laughs> but um, actually, the funny thing is, to believe this or not, uh, I kicked off, we squibbed it, and they retur- returned it, you know, trying to fumble, risk around. And uh, actually, one of our guys scooped it up and scored another touchdown. So it didn't look, <laughs> so it didn't almost look like I hit the game-winning field goal. But, I mean, everyone knows that I made the game-winning field goal that, that game to, uh, you know,
1: beat Villanova. All right, well, Brandon uh, McManus, we thank you for your time, and uh, more importantly, we thank you for uh, highlighting community service because it's great for everybody to, to hear these stories because it reminds all of us that we can all get involved at some level with some group.
2: Exactly. Um, I, I stress to anyone, you know, who, who can get out there and use any time that they can to uh, help the less fortunate. And, you know, not only will it help, um, you know, brighten their day, you know, brighten yours at the end of the day. And I think, you know, we could all sleep better after we help someone that's less fortunate.
0: Get socially technical with The Adam Ritz Show. Facebook, Adam Ritz Show. Twitter, at Adam Ritz. It's social technically. Welcome back to the Adam Ritz
1: Show. We thank you for hanging out with us. You can follow us on Twitter at Adam Ritz, and we continue the show from Eugene, Oregon. I mean, this is God's country uh, out here in the Pacific Northwest. It's the University of Oregon, the Oregon Ducks, and we are at the Sigma Phi Epsilon chapter with philanthropy chairperson Matt Kearns. Hi, Matt. How are you? Good. How are you doing today? I am doing great. I love your campus. I'm in love with the Oregon Ducks. I've I've been a fan of the football team since their resurgence into success in the last couple of years and playing in the Rose Bowl. I'm a Big Ten guy, so I'm a big Rose Bowl fan, uh, and, uh, and now I'm happy to be on campus and learn more about uh, some of the philanthropy work you guys do as students. Uh, tell us what you have going on here at the uh, Chapter House uh, here at the University of Oregon.
3: Well, every year we have our, what we call our Freaky Frisbee tournament that we run um, for our philanthropy for cystic fibrosis. So in the fall, we're not doing it this term, but in the fall when we come back after summer, we're going to get everything organized and uh, just have teams from Greek Life and people who aren't a part of Greek Life um, create teams and have an entry fee of you know whatever it is, $60, $70, and it will go towards our, our cause, and we'll create a nice little lump sum. That it goes towards good cause. Is that something that you've done every year with Cystic Fibrosis, the, the Frisbee tournament? Yeah, as far as the, the guys that I know in the house that are older, um, that's that's been the, the cause that it's gone to. They, it might have been a different cause in the past maybe 10 years or something yeah. like that. But as far as my tenure, that's what it's been. So.
1: And when you say Frisbee tournament, uh, is this fr- like Frisbee golf? I've heard about Frisbee golf, or is this just uh, this like is. an egg toss where you just stand 10 feet apart and then you can take a step back?
3: <laughs> no, this is competitive Frisbee. Like, there's club teams at the university, um, and it's similar to football, I guess you could say. So once, once someone would catch a frisbee they can't move more than a couple steps and then maybe somebody would be streaking down the field and they'd throw them the frisbee and there's parameters for the for the field and there's a touchdown area per se um i'm not really a frisbee enthusiast myself i'm more of a fo- american <laughs> football guy but um yeah we'll see how it goes it should be a lot of fun well frisbee
1: Sort of a hippie uh, activity, I got to say it 's kind of hippie ish, and um, you know Oregon, the entire state has that hippie feel, so definitely. that's perfect for you guys to have this frisbee tournament and um, the whole campus gets involved with this, huh?
3: Definitely, yeah, like I said, um, all members of Greek life come out and uh, and like you said, Eugene is definitely more uh, liberal, progressive moving type city, and it kind of brings out that demographic as well as like the Greek community. Um, so it'll be a lot of fun. Well, that's good that uh, it benefits cystic fibrosis
1: as well. Um, top of your head, I know I'm putting you on the spot. Is there a Facebook page that we can look at to maybe find out more about the Sigma Phi Epsilon Frisbee tournament at the University of Oregon to benefit cystic fibrosis? Not as of yet. Like I said, we're going to be doing that in the fall okay. next year. Well, we can um, Google that and look for that in the future. Um, other questions I guess, Greek chapters on campus, they do their own philanthropies, and then they want you to be involved, and, mm-hmm. and you know, and pay the fee to raise money for whatever their cause mm-hmm. is. What are some of the other, I guess, fun things happening on campus, some of the other philanthropies that you enjoy looking forward to?
3: Um, well, for instance, I'm just thinking about tonight, because I'm actually trying to round up some guys to go to Pi Phi, which is a sorority, their Pi Social, what's going on tonight. So, um, I've already talked to guys around the house, and there's going to be about 15 going over us, going over there, 15 of us going over there, $5 entry fee, all-you-can-eat, pie social, and their cause is, I think, literacy, like a literacy foundation. So every chapter, every sorority and fraternity puts one on, and pretty much all of Greek life ends up going out, or at least, like, 10 members from each house as representatives go out and... um, yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's a good way to give back, and it's it's fun to be a part of Greek life in that regard.
1: I love it. I was in a fraternity when I was in college, and, and I love... Uh, learning about these philanthropies because so many times, at least in the national media, the only times we get to hear about fraternities and sororities is when there's something bad that happens. So it's nice to highlight these great stories, good stories, great causes, philanthropies. These college kids in America, they really care about people around them and the environment, especially uh, out here at the University of Oregon. Matt Kern is our guest. And uh, before I let you go, i got to ask you about football out here with the Oregon Ducks. Um, Four BCS Bulls in a row and maybe some of your greatest memories as a fan being a duck yourself with the football team here.
3: My greatest memory, to be honest, so I went to three three games only last year um, just because I didn't end, end up getting a season pass. And just being the fan that I am, sometimes it's tiring being at the game the whole time because you're standing up prior to the game, everybody's, you know, tailgating and, you know, drinking and whatnot, and sometimes it's it's fun to be able to just watch the game for all that it's worth, like, on a screen, like, with your friends and be able to, like, actually, like, take in the game. But as far as my best memory, it's kind of funny, and I'm not sure if I were to look back at this interview, I would necessarily agree with what I'm about to say, but my, <laughs> best, my best memory was actually a loss against USC last year that was just a great game. Um... And that yeah that just I, I don't even have a lot of details as I like try to try to uh, go back in the memory bank, but we should have won the game our kicker missed a field goal it was heartbreaking but it was so thrilling and like I was engaged the whole time and it's just always fun at Austin and even though it was a loss. it was well
1: that's you're, you're an interesting guy that's the first time somebody
3: said oh my favorite game was when we lost to USC yeah well I, I mean like we're <laughs> no, gonna get, I get him. What you're saying. we're gonna get them that, that just keeps the rivalry going you know well, Matt Kearns,
1: uh, philanthropy chair for Sigma Phi Epsilon University of Oregon, we thank you for your time with this interview, and, and moreover, we thank you for your diligence and your service for the community. I'm sure the people with cystic
3: fibrosis are happy that you're on board. Ah, uh, yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. I'm Larry Brown, the head coach at SMU, and you're listening to the Adam Ritz Show.
1: Welcome back to the broadcast. We thank you for joining us. We continue now from Virginia. We're on the campus of Emory and Henry College in Emory, Virginia, and uh, we are joined now by Jill. Hi, Jill.
4: Hi, how are you?
1: I am doing great, and your uh, job title here on campus is?
4: I'm the director of counseling and so I'm one of the one of two therapists on campus.
1: Oh, that's fantastic. And I know uh, I was proud to be part of your uh, kickoff for the uh, red flag campaign awareness uh, that's really gonna happen all, all year long, right?
4: We're really thrilled and this actually we've been doing this campaign since two thousand and eight. So
1: Well tell us what it is, the red uh, red flag awareness campaign. What is it?
4: Well, the red flag campaign actually started um, in Richmond, Virginia, and it started with the Action Alliance group there. Um, And they started this campaign with persons from throughout Virginia, they were college students, and they used the college students as consultants to help them look at what would be red flags to indicate a red flag in a relationship or with any type of sexual assault or domestic violence. So those persons who were in this this small kind of different um, groups that they had, focus groups, they came up with what they thought red flags were in relationships and with dating violence. So it mainly focused on dating violence. And they came up with... Um, all sorts of slogans and slogans that persons who are my age and you know I'm quite a bit older than the college students yeah. here um, but what they came up with was something that would be very different and even some of the slogans I know the the group with the core group that were working together like oh no we're not sure how this will really fly on a college campus um, so they came up with those and they, they developed posters and the posters are double-sided and it's a bystander intervention program so that the language and the lingo was actually that from college students so they updated every several years years. It's now a national program. Some of the military bases actually use the Red Flag campaign. So it started with, I think, 16 different colleges um, in the group, and um, that then they d- just uh, developed that. It was in 2006, 10 colleges in Virginia. And then after that, colleges throughout Virginia and throughout the country were able to take part in this campaign. And we have Red Flags. We put them out on our campus. Um, this year we've put them in a lot of the athletic buildings, or, or, or all of our buildings buildings, but um, just to kind of have students become aware of you know, what are the red flags in their lives. As you notice, we have pins on, and the pins also denote the red flag campaign. They're made by one of our groups on campus. And Anna Hill is one of our, our president of our peer education program, and our peer educators have been really instrumental in bringing this campaign to to campus.
1: Okay, so we bring on Anna. A um, what, what is your uh, course of study, and what year are you?
5: Um, I'm a junior studying biology.
1: Fantastic, and you are uh, feet first into this project, the uh, Red Flag Awareness Campaign. What do you do as a I guess a student leader on campus with this?
5: Well, basically, I'm. Organizing the events and organizing students who are working on these events to, um, as Jill said, uh, work with that bystander effect and make sure people know what these red flags are and when to say something and what resources are out there when something does happen
1: so have you seen uh, some success stories already on campus situations where red flags were noticed uh, the red flags were talked about and uh, a relationship or a young student was saved uh, of a tragedy
5: well i don't know any uh, personal examples yet um, but I, I mean just before coming to this presentation i was in another uh, student meeting where we were talking about the red flag campaign and what it was and I met people who had no idea that they could go to Jill, like they didn't know where Jill was on campus. And I got to educate them and say, you know, you can you can go to Jill about anything. And Talk about it, and you know these resources are out there if you ever need help.
1: Well, with the awareness, with the red flags, th- that's a great sign that there that not one story pops into your head because it's so, students are aware of it and they're aware of the topics and the date, healthy dating and healthy relationships and sexual assault and violence and domestic violence it, that it's it, it's on the tip of their tongue and they're not going to be a part of it. So that's great that this is working.
5: Definitely, yeah.
1: Okay, Jill, you uh, Jill Smeltzer is our guest from Emory and Henry College, and we're talking about the Red Flag Campaign. Uh, You said something earlier, two things. One is uh, that this is student, um, I guess, researched as uh, what better experts for this topic than the students themselves to come up with the red flags
4: exactly and I think that there's just the brainchild too of the sexual alliance um, group from Virginia, from Richmond Virginia and they hired a, a media campaign group um, I know the audience can't see this poster but this poster is just pretty amazing and it's it's pretty diverse um, they look at um, all relationships same-sex relationships they look at opposite sex relationships um, they look at healthy communication healthy relationships what makes up a healthy relationship also um, what are some of the red flags in They looked at jealousy, emotional abuse, victim blaming, isolation, coercion, physical and sexual abuse, and stalking. Stalking was one that they added a few years ago, too, because that's become very prevalent, especially with social media, um, especially with uh, phones. We have wonderful sponsors. I know you mentioned that earlier in the show. uh, Verizon has been a a sponsor throughout the entire process. Um, Also, we had a couple of students a few years ago who went to um, – Vice President Biden's home for reception to honor persons throughout the country um, who were working with uh, sexual assault prevention and domestic violence prevention. So it was not just about the red flag campaign, but the red flag campaign was one of the kind of um, college campus programs that was honored there. So it was really an honor for two of our students to travel to Washington um, to talk about that.
1: And you've got some big sponsors uh, and underwriters. Verizon, you mentioned, and Macy's, I hear.
4: Right, and um, Avon has been a sponsor too. On the past, so there's there's quite a few sponsors, um, and it's, it's it's really a good group too. I um, know the group group in Virginia, but they speak now all over the country. And people who work with the campaign in Virginia, because we've we're all somewhat pioneers, because some of the work that Anna and her predecessors um, with the president of the you know the Red Fly campaign. Um, some of the examples from Emory and Henry from the past are actually in the, the book uh, when you become a member of the red flag campaign you get a book that's full of ideas because campuses like this show is part of uh, the launch of our campaign but we also have a poetry reading, we've had um, awards for like the, the a great date award where students will nominate their significant other. Um, and say, wow, this is why this person would be a wonder, is a wonderful person in a relationship and they can win an award where they can go on a fantastic date in town. Mm-hmm. Um, we've also, we've just had a numerous, um, uh, we put out flags, we put out posters on campus. Um, uh, Anna, another group she's with, made the great buttons that students will wear. We'll have t-shirts that will be coming in this week. Um, so we just we do a variety of things,
1: and it's the RedFlagCampaign.org exactly. for more information. The RedFlagCampaign.org, uh, and the other thing you mentioned earlier, I wanted to hit on is that this is a campaign based on bystander intervention. Exactly. And bystander intervention, um, a lot of uh, what we talk about is bystander behavior, and that is if you see something, say something. Say something. Uh, and I use the airport example uh, all the time. If you see a backpack at the airport with a stick of dynamite and a red wire coming out of that backpack, you're gonna say something. You're gonna tell a cop or the TSA at the airport, hey, I think there's a bomb over there. So, you know, there are a lot of bombs within personal relationships on college campuses.
4: That's a wonderful analogy because you're right. I think this is to train people to notice red flags. And you ask Anna if she'd noticed anything from the campaign and since we started the campaign and I was, you know, one of the counselors involved with the beginning of the campaign, I have noticed students coming in and saying, "You know, I know we talked about the red flag, red flags in relationships. I'm thinking I'm having a red flag in a relationship." And go. so it's really even if we have one student a year or even if it's one student every other year, but we do have students each year who come in and who say you know, I'm really concerned. And they use that lingo so you know that's part of what they're they're getting the information.
1: Jill is our guest with the Red Flag Campaign uh, here at Emory and Henry College in Emory, Virginia. Again, the website is theredflagcampaign.org. And before I let you go, I wanted to bring up um, a story that was national, international headlines out of the state of Virginia with the lacrosse team uh... almost two years ago when the young man on the virginia lacrosse team uh... was drunk and beat his girlfriend on the female lacrosse team yearly love was her name she ended up dying he's in prison right now for i think thirty five years for um, some sort of murder charge uh... that is exactly what we're talking about did that case have anything to do with the genesis of the red flag campaign here in virginia
4: actually I'm. Um- Don't think just that case, but think cases like that in general. Um, The the Victims Alliance group, very concerned because college campuses throughout the country and looking at making sure that we educate young women and young men about sexual violence and sexual assault. So I'm not saying it's just that case, but I think cases like that.
1: Okay. Well, Jill, uh, I can't thank you enough for coming on the show. I know our listeners uh, really benefited from this too. Again, the theredflagcampaign.org with all the information. This is a top-notch campaign. You're right. They can't see the poster, but it looks beautiful. The pins are beautiful. Anna, thank you for all of your work that you do too. And Jill, uh, we can't thank you enough for coming on the show.
4: Appreciate it. Thank you very much.
1: And another great show. Thanks to my guest, Brandon McManus from Temple. And now with the NFL Colts, the University of Oregon Sigma Phi Epsilon Chapter for their work with Cystic Fibrosis, Emory & Henry College in Virginia, and the Red Flag Campaign. And to start this show, we were live at the University of Washington in Seattle with the student-athletes with great social awareness advice. And again, thanks to our newest affiliate in Washington. It's Bellingham, Washington's KAFE, today's soft rock. Thanks for joining The Adam Ritz Show.
0: The Adam Ritz Show is recorded live, both in studio and across the country. For information on this broadcast, including how to hear this show on a station in your city, visit adamritzshow.com.